0: Welcome to Social Distance Warriors, a podcast about the podcast. <laughs> no. Yeah, kind of. I don't know. It's a podcast about a pandemic.
1: It's an endemic podcast about a pandemic. Yeah, I think
0: that's that's true. The date today is May 3rd, 2022. Yes. So May th- February 3rd. God <laughs>
1: fucking damn it. All right. It is f-
0: 2022. That was right. And 3rd was-, f- was right. It is February... <laughs> It is February 3rd, three days before Mewtwo's birthday. Happy birthday, Mewtwo. Mewtwo? Yeah. I didn't
1: know it was going to be Mewtwo's birthday. Happy birthday.
0: February 6th is um, Mewtwo's birthday, and it's my sister's birthday. (laughs) So, yeah, they have the same birthday. Yeah, and my name is Tom, that too, um, and I'm not an expert.
1: Well, thank you for carrying us through this intro. I'm Rat, and I'm also not an expert on the COVID pandemic.
0: But you are an experienced COVID haver. Is that right? I am an
1: experienced COVID haver. I don't know. I can give a post-COVID update. Please do. I think, and I only did such minimal Googling on this because I didn't like looking at articles about feet. But I believe I am experiencing one of the post-COVID symptoms known as COVID toe. So that's that's going on for me. Um, Apparently because of how COVID covid can interact with like the vascular system and like blood vessels um some people have um numbness in their toes after Mm. having covid and it happened to me
0: so it's an it's a numbness
1: yeah just in my big toes
0: other toes fine
1: other toes fine i hope other parts of me are also fine um i've not yet like done an in-person doctor's visit but this one uh <laughs> this is sort of uh prompting me to go and do that mm. but otherwise I'm fine
0: how long is COVID toe supposed to last we don't know we don't know <laughs> but um other than COVID toe are you no longer experiencing any symptoms are you
1: I'm no longer experiencing any symptoms that's
0: good are you back at work
1: and I am back at work in fact this week at work uh is a time-honored tradition apparently uh it is tech appreciation week. So all week they've been very, very nice to us.
0: And, uh, are they going to go back to being awful to you
1: <laughs> to make up for, it's kind of like, um, I don't know if you in your family, um, in, in my family, we have a lot of people who are teachers and it's kind of like teacher appreciation week where it's like, you have a job that is so stressful and not well paid enough, But here's uh, chocolate. You know, it's like a job where the cage wash job that I have and the animal care techs that I work with, they ask us to do so much and we are so stressed every single day. This is a kind of like internationally recognized week to sort of console us Mm. with scavenger hunts, lunch. A uh, s'mores bar candy. Wow! Yeah.
0: So, is this specifically for for um, animal care people?
1: Yeah, people who work taking care of animal research animals. Nice. Yeah.
0: Well, it's it's nice to have that kind of recognition, I suppose.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's nice to be at my job during this week. Other weeks. Not as much.
0: So has having had COVID changed anything about the way you conduct yourself or just the way you feel when you're in situations of being proximity to others?
1: Yeah, I mean, I know um, when we spoke last time, uh, you had mentioned um, some of the people you talked to, I don't know what the phrase was, feeling super strong. Super immunity. Super immune.
0: (laughs) I like that phrase. I think it's good.
1: Yeah. I'm sort of like, my version of that is, I guess for February, is I'm being kind of the most lax I've been with a lot of still wearing a mask everywhere still doing a lot of covid precautions but being slightly more relaxed for myself about like eating inside while I have my like half hour lunch break and I'm planning to take the train to visit my family in February so it's like I'm giving myself a slight window of trying to not mostly because i also am hoping that i am less likely to infect people at this point because i've just had covid but Mm. that that is my version of of super immunity and i then uh, even like having had covid had vaccines and boosters um i will kind of then go back to being uh more stressed i've believe
0: yeah because
1: I, <laughs> I don't want to get it again and I don't want to give it to other people
0: yeah these are both these are both valid concerns like um yeah I was just curious to know if you were like taking advantage of your diplomatic immunity
1: <laughs> yeah to
0: commit crimes
1: uh, in in those small ways I am
0: you know one of the things that I've heard a bit I think this is this is primarily in a news podcast that I listen to I listen to the New York Times the Daily podcast which one, one of the people that I had on recently was arguing that In addition to a lot of people on the American right flogging anti-vaccine rhetoric and like Mm -hmm. flouting mask mandates and things like that in the way that this is. Perceived to be anti-science. An argument that one of their guests was having, and I don't remember who this guest was, uh, was that um, people on the left are overly cautious and that people who have been vaccinated and are therefore far more protected from the virus are not correspondingly letting their guard down to the point where... Mm What you see in the world is that the people who are most protected because they have been adequately vaccinated are actually the people who are behaving the most cautiously and skittishly. and the the guess was like indicating that this is also a form of irrational, anti-scientific reasoning which i don't agree with i don't think that's true yeah <laughs> but because it yeah for me it's like an abundance of caution i would rather i would rather be more safe than 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 be too unsafe
1: yeah uh, to me as well like it doesn't yes there are ways that like you can look at um sort of the precautions people are taking and saying well no it's not logical for you to be doing this but it's also like there's no broader like things in place to take precautions so of course people are like figuring it out and coming up with like their own it's almost like i don't know if like science is the right metric here (laughs) to, to only do things based on the science it just Kind of feels like I, I, mm. I feel like I'm rambling, so I'll stop. Um, but it just it just kind of feels like it's not the way th- that I, I think is a good way to frame <laughs> things. I'll stop.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I think for me, I think about how like science, the science of the situation gives you a better idea of what the risks are. But the question of like, okay, mm-hmm. given that level of risk and how it changes based on whether you're vaccinated or not, how you choose to behave is not a science question. Like that's. I mean, it, I guess it is. It's a behavioral psychology thing. But like how you choose to behave is 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 more down to like a, a life philosophy kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I I think maybe to take another go at it. Like what it comes back to for me is like, I don't know, when it's being framed of like um people's on the left, people on the right, individual actions or those groups, it's like what are people's individual actions As a response to like public health crisis, which is that's not a thing you can do with individual actions that you have to have community responses for. And these are not like these are people's like trends, but it's not like. Yep, I've lost it again. I <laughs> it, It's just frustrating. Um,
0: yeah, the, the guest, by the way, was David Leonhardt, a senior writer for the New York Times. That was the person who was making this argument. But then in a subsequent episode, they had Anthony Fauci um, yeah. on, and he was like, no, that's wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah, the thing, like, um, talking to, I, I could say, like, progressive co-workers in my life, or I could say, like, neoliberal co-workers in my life. Like, the thing I run into talking to people who are like, I believe in science, I believe COVID is a problem, but we shouldn't not live our lives. Like, the the people who I talk to who are sort of in that moment are kind of right now, like, feeling very, very burned out and stressed by what they feel are, like, people taking COVID so seriously and are kind of like, well, I've gotten vaccinated. I'll wear a mask. Let's stop letting COVID be the main thing in our lives right now. We're tired Mm. of COVID, which is frustrating to me as well, because it's like not quite a doom mindset, but it is a kind of like, hey, if it means that I can go on with my life, uh, willing to like leave other people to fend for themselves which is very american but yeah, um, yeah. that's why it's frustrating hmm. yeah. i also listen to i've been starting to um try and listen to a daily news podcast but i listen to it's like a 10 minute german huh. language news um because my thing is um when i try and stay informed on current events it's very stressful so if it's in german then I'm understanding maybe 50% of what is being said, and that buffer um, is the right amount. I didn't
0: know that you were a German speaker.
1: I took five years of German, so I have that, like, a lot of people who've, like, taken language, Mm. where it's like, yeah, I can probably understand a basic amount and write a basic amount and then don't ask me to speak it. <laughs> mm.
0: Yeah, yeah. I um, I don't have any other language other than English that I'm particularly fluent in speaking or understanding, but I still remember a little bit of high school Spanish to the point where if I am hearing someone speaking in Spanish, I can sometimes get the gist of what they might be talking about. Oh, that guy just said something about his dog. Or this person is really upset about how something is too big (laughs) or something like that. Like, but I don't know what, and I don't know why.
1: Yeah. I've also, um, I said I was going to say, like, oh, I want to learn more Japanese because I've been watching so much anime. But I don't think I'm going to do anything other than continue mm. to watch anime. Yeah, I, have, I, have, um,
0: I I did a lot of Duolingo Japanese last year, but it's been a few months since I've really made any progress in it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I still know a bit, though.
1: Oh, do we want to talk about Wordle? Wordle. <laughs> Speaking of little <laughs> uh, things that uh, consume your time for a while and then will fade out of existence.
0: Hmm. Yeah, sure. Wordle. What about Wordle? How you feeling about Wordle?
1: I like Wordle.
0: I like Wordle. And one of the reasons I like it is because you can only do one a day. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you could do more than one a day, it would be a problem for me because I tend to get way too into games and I will just sit there for hours and hours playing them and then go off them all at once, like go cold turkey all of a sudden. Whereas with Wordle, it's just a little thing where every morning, I. Can spend about anywhere between two and fifteen minutes doing Wordle, (laughs) and then it's done. Fifteen minutes is—I don't think I've ever done—spent fifteen minutes on a Wordle, but probably spent as many as ten.
1: It is a nice, like, little anchor for myself adrift (laughs) as a like little daily ritual to come back to.
0: Yeah, it's been purchased by the New York Times now.
1: It's been purchased by the New York Times, which. I am ambivalent about um
0: yeah, I mean like I'm not really mad at the New York Times for wanting to buy it, and I'm not really mad at the guy for selling it to the New York Times, but it is kind of like depressing that like, oh, this cute little thing that a guy coded on his own as like a hobby project uh, can't just stay that way. it has to be mm-hmm. made into part of the collective it has to has to become associated with a brand and uh, and turned into a corporate product. I don't know. It's probably not going to make it worse. Like, it's probably not going to do anything bad to it. But it it, it is kind of like something that bums me out whenever I see that. Yeah. But hey, good for that guy. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe?
1: Maybe. Yeah. I don't really have a lot of um, insight into what it is like to be... Well, okay, I, I'm not Wordle guy, so I don't have that mm. insight. But like, Wordle creator is like person who has suddenly gotten like a lot of attention, not directly, but like created something that has got a lot of attention, and mm. that's.
0: Do you remember Flappy Bird?
1: I r- remember. <laughs> I re- <laughs> reaching back. Yes, I remember Flappy Bird. Angry Bird. No, I'm
0: not talking about Flappy Angry Birds. Birds. Angry Birds is different.
1: Let me tell me about Flappy Bird.
0: So Flappy Bird is or was an app on iPhones and Android phones or whatever. And the basic gameplay is that you're you're like a little pixelated yellow bird and you're flying through a bunch of pipes where there's a gap in up in the pipe, and the pipes are like blatantly copied from the Super Mario Brothers. And you're falling, and then every time you tap the screen, the bird flaps and goes up a little bit. So it's like, how how far can you can you get without hitting a pipe? Okay. This very simple game was like a huge craze. I want to say it was like 2014, maybe. I don't know. I'm
1: playing. I'm playing it right now. Oh, are you? I've Googled Flappy Bird, and um, it's come up immediately (laughs)
0: yeah 2013
1: play flappy bird for free
0: yeah yeah so so it's it's like a really simple game and and the the guy who the guy who created it apparently like had a really difficult time dealing with the the massive attention that came yeah from from the game to the point where he he briefly removed it from from the app store he's like i'm looking at the wikipedia article today and says On February 8th, 2014, when announced on his Twitter that the game would be removed from both Apple's App Store and Google Play, writing, I am sorry, Flappy Bird users. 22 hours from now, I will take Flappy Bird down. I cannot take this anymore. He went on to say that taking the game down had nothing to do with legal issues. Yeah, he just couldn't withstand the fact of being of having created something that people were paying so much attention to, which is, I don't know, it's sad. Because I feel like online attention is such a weird thing that um, a lot of people seem to crave it and it can also be like just an incredibly harmful thing. Just having people pay attention to you online. I, I think that can itself just be a a traumatic experience.
1: Yeah. Which it's hard to know what to do about that because it's again like not we are individuals, but it's not something that can be solved uh, individually,
0: right? Because because putting
1: putting people, yeah, with um social media like that kind of attention, yeah,
0: no, and it's no one person whose whose attention is the problematic. I mean, it can be like there can be people the, like harassers and abusive people, but yeah but it's the it's the volume human interaction was not was was not developed to scale in in quite that way. this is like I'm increasingly convinced that this is a fundamental structural problem with the internet, yeah, and that a lot of what people refer to as you know cancel culture or or things like that is often just like it it being like a problem that that there's just so much so much of everything coming coming in everyone's direction all the time
1: yeah okay I'm thinking of of uh Ursula Le Guin uh, quote about um, capitalism mm. <laughs> that I have in front of me, but will still probably misquote. Um, we live in capitalism, its power seems inescapable, and so did the divine right of kings. Any human power could be resisted and changed by human beings. Then then it goes on. And I feel like the same is true about like Twitter and Facebook, mm. where it's like, those are So new, in one sense, they've been around as long as, like, and before my nieces were alive, but there was a time before the internet was designed like that. It's just hard to know Mm. (laughs) what that's going to look like and how we get there, which I feel is, like, the question these days. (laughs) Oh,
0: you mean, like, how we get to, like, a post-Twitter, post-Feed, like, how we do away with those things?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, I... (laughs) Get a lot out of uh, using those sites to find information and to gain my own like personal momentum when I want to do a task uh, that doesn't need to be on Twitter, <laughs> mm. but that is what I use it for. And I know there's a way that it can not be like that. Although I am, I am thinking about, um, cause we did talk about Wordle and I have compared, um, the site we sometimes talk about as Eric, Ooh. uh, which is a similar premise for a social media site, which is you can only make one post a day. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, do you still use that site?
1: Ever so often I do check in. I'm actually on, um, there's a peculiar holiday discord server mm-hmm. that grew out of, um, the site and I am more active there than I am on that site. But I, I feel like fulfilling the need or the thing I needed um, and the thing I am getting out of other social media, it does not do that. It does something, but it does not do that. Hmm.
0: Social media. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't, don't know if I ever will. Yeah. What else is what else is new?
1: Well, also oh god, everything is my work, but also at my work. Um this past week. Um I was in a position I had never been in before.
0: What kind of position?
1: Positive. <laughs> I was suddenly the trans adult who is doing okay, who is like an example of um a person that, um, I was not the, the trans person under discussion, um, I guess. Um, one of my co-workers has a kid who is trans and was talking about it. And I've never been in the position of talking to a, like, parent and not, like, the person themselves who is um, questioning if they are trans. Hmm. So it's a different different kind of conversation than I've been in before.
0: So it was you talking to a cis person about another trans person.
1: Yes, and and usually usually it's me if, if we're talking about a trans person or like a, another trans coworker. But to have it be their kid was different.
0: That is, huh? Yeah, that's interesting. Did, yeah. did your coworker bring this up to, to you specifically, or
1: no? Um, it was something that I had known. Um, something had been going on and was just kind of checking in and I was kind of um there there are co-workers who i will not talk about um most of my co-workers that i will not talk about being trans with but one thing i don't want to say was like a clue because it's very obvious but like this week this co-worker wore a sweater with the trans lifeline logo and phone number on it so that to me a clue. was a <laughs> a subtle <laughs> a subtle clue that he, he's trying to put out vibes of like Like, something in my life right now is about trans people, and I am supportive. So it was something where the conversation could, um... By checking in and like, oh, what's going on? Sort of could could form organically from that. That is neat. Yeah. Also, kind of unique in a lot of well, my my parents um, in in sort of the same situation are not quite at that level of like sort of outward like information seeking <laughs> and um, acceptance. So it's it's interesting to talk to. A different parent who is coming at things with a different viewpoint mm. as well. So yeah, that was that was what was new at my at my job this week. Feeling appreciated and uh, being a trans adult—that
0: is good. Yeah. My work continues to be what it is. <laughs> like
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't know. I've just been having a very tiring and overwhelming time at work for the past couple of weeks, just because there's a lot mm-hmm. going on. But I made some good progress on projects this week, which is good because I like to make progress on projects. It's one of my favorite things to do. Do we want to talk about action items
1: we can talk about action items I
0: believe there were two I believe one of them was to change up the medium
1: yes um, uh,
0: did you change up the did you change up the medium
1: a good question I think I did um Yeah, I believe in that time. Um, Usually I've been sort of individually hunting down. When I want to talk to like my sister, I call my sister. And when I want to talk to my parents, I call my parents. And this past time between recording, we have sort of set up some family Zoom calls like we used to do (laughs) back in the (laughs) beginnings of the 2020 when it got too cold to kind of do outside drive-by visits so that was that was changing up the medium and it was nice because you kind of get everybody instead of uh repeating uh (laughs) all the the family news uh each time did you change up the medium
0: you know, I don't think I did. I mean, I think I just had less of the medium. <laughs> I feel like I've had less social contact with people the past couple weeks than usual. Mm. And I don't really know why that is. I think part of it is because we got hit by a very large blizzard, so I was snowed in. So the people that I would see in person, I didn't see as much of them in person. But I don't know. To the extent that there was a change, it was more, more of a subtraction. The other action item was to listen to an album released in the year 2022. And did you do this one?
1: I can... Say, technically, by definition, I did it, and I will give you my answer, but it is the album you tweeted about. (laughs) Um.
0: Yeah. And I did not have this album in mind when I proposed this. I didn't have any particular album in in mind. But there was a new album by um, Hikaru Utada, who is a Japanese-American pop singer, basically, who is well-known to... Me anyway, <laughs> as the singer for the themes of the various Kingdom Hearts games, and also sings the the ending theme for for several of the more recent Evangelion movies. Mm-hmm. And so this new album dropped, and it includes songs from those from those projects, but also some other. Really good, unrelated songs, and I thought it was a it was a good album. But uh, I was I was hoping I was hoping to do more. I was hoping to like really push, you know, find find more new stuff. But I don't know. My my music listening habits have changed a little bit recently because one of the things I'm trying to do is to use Spotify less.
1: Okay. Because,
0: well, for a number of reasons, but one of them is because they're just not a good company. They especially in terms of like their podcast stuff. The, the big thing in the news right now is is their whole, you know their commitment to Joe Rogan, who is yeah. bad. Uh, but also they just yeah. don't pay artists very much. And so you're generally not supporting artists very much if you're listening on Spotify. So I am trying to avoid that and try other means of quenching my musical thirsts.
1: Oh, I had a memory Uh, There was I I have my good answer that qualifies um, But new to me In 2022 I purchased an album of um, Undertale soundtrack What is the word? Uh, Like fan music for the Undertale uh, uh, Soundtrack um, As an album uh, As a CD And if that was not released um, In 2022 It was very good I pirate Spotify, so I don't know if I'm helping or hurting. Uh,
0: (laughs) What does that mean, you pirate Spotify?
1: I don't pay them money, but I have an app on my phone that makes it as if I have Spotify premium. Oh, wow. So I led with like, I I purchase an album because I also like, I think, purchasing music from an artist like on Bandcamp or directly like is the better way. (laughs) And I try and talk about that. As much as I talk about how I am pirating Spotify. But the other way I find new music is a Spotify playlist finder. Mm. So I don't know what I would do (laughs) to find new music without that. But. Spotify playlists are not very good overall. Mm. They are very algorithmically um, made and I prefer ones that people have made um, and you can find them but it is tricky.
0: I have found that on my Spotify premium account which I have yet to discontinue but I'm planning on discontinuing soon that they are very good. I I find their algorithmically generated recommendation playlists like they have their recommended for me playlist etc. I have found that to be pretty good and that is how I discovered a lot of new music for the past few years and so it's been a process of several months actually of transitioning away from Spotify Um, one of the first things I did was I have set up my own media server using Plex Mm -hmm. and on Plex I have my own music collection which is how I am primarily listening to the music that I own. But um, I am not sure what I'm going to be doing about music that I want to listen to without actually owning it. And I, I'm, I'm thinking of switching to Tidal, which is a competitor to Spotify. But in any case, Spotify, one of the things that's kept me on there for so long is I do think their recommendations are very good. And I'm trying to figure out how am I going to replace that in my life, the recommendation service they have for you know finding new artists and stuff. It's a conundrum, the real conundrum. And there is no answer as yet, but I don't know. Stay tuned. Perhaps yeah. someday I will have an answer. Do you have an action item that you'd like to propose this time?
1: Let's say no, <laughs> no, no, not this time. Not this time. I mean, I could, I could, I could get one if uh, <laughs> if I thought about it. Sure, I'll give an act. You've convinced me. <laughs> have I? I'll, I'll <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll I'll propose an action item. Uh, action item is uh, take steps to be prepared.
0: For anything particular or just preparedness.
1: Spur of the moment. I mean, uh, in in my future is we're under a winter storm warning, uh, so uh, that's that's how I will take steps mm. uh, to be prepared. But it doesn't have to be for that.
0: I probably could could have been better prepared for the storm that we had this past week, but I don't know. Okay, yeah, that's good. <laughs> my action item is to i don't have one <laughs> after i quote unquote convinced you to create one i i, I don't have one um yeah it, my no my action item is to um buy something on bandcamp friday are you familiar with bandcamp friday
1: i am um i heard at one point that it was stopped and i also i didn't realize um that it was created it was It was a COVID thing. It was started during the pandemic. Is that?
0: Yeah. So Bandcamp Friday, Bandcamp is a website where you can buy music directly from the artist. And obviously Bandcamp takes a cut. And Bandcamp Friday is a thing that they started early during the pandemic to kind of provide like an event to like get people supporting artists because performance was no longer a valid income stream for a lot of artists. So the full amount of your uh, of your purchase goes directly to the artists on, I don't know, I think it's the first Friday of the month, which is Bandcamp Friday, which they stopped doing and they are now starting again. So mm-hmm. at the very least, tomorrow, February 4th, uh, is Bandcamp Friday. And if you, the listener, are listening to this, and you're in a month where Bandcamp Friday is still happening... Then on the next Bandcamp Friday, I urge you to buy something from Bandcamp. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to buy tomorrow, but I'm probably going to try and buy something. So that's my action item. All right. All right. So um, how do we end this?
1: We end this episode the way we end every episode. Ah. Of, wait, hold on. No, we don't. We say our uh, Twitter handle now.
0: Oh, we do. That's right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know it still. It's
0: uh, it's just SCW pod, right? Is there an underscore? underscore? (laughs) Yeah, sdw underscore pod. That's it. That's the one.
1: And then we end this episode the way we end every episode, which is by staying distant.
0: And going the distance.